Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, September 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. European officials are drafting a plan to avoid an influx of Afghan refugees. China's leaders have been talking about economic inequality, and that's making the luxury goods industry nervous. Plus, emerging markets have been laggards over the past decade. So far this year isn't much different, but some investors see hope. There are a lot of stars aligning in the right way, but we're just kind of waiting for that catalyst, and then I think we might be off to the races. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.S. pulled its last troops out of Afghanistan yesterday. That brings an end to the 20-year war there. U.S. President Joe Biden has been criticized for the chaotic evacuation and timing of the withdrawal. Yesterday, Biden addressed the nation from the White House and defended the decisions. Let me be clear. Leaving August the 31st is not due to an arbitrary deadline. It was designed to save American lives. Meanwhile, Europe is bracing for a wave of refugees from Afghanistan as people flee the Taliban rule. EU politicians want to avoid a repeat of the Syrian refugee crisis of 2015, so they're drafting a proposal to offer 600 million euros to Afghanistan's neighbors. The funds would help those countries, like Pakistan, host Afghan refugees. The package could even mean cash would go to Iran, which is under international sanctions. China is an incredibly important market for the luxury goods industry. The Chinese uh, shopper is essentially responsible for all the growth in the sector. That's the FT's Leila Aboud. She's our correspondent in Paris, which is home of some of the biggest names in luxury goods, like LVMH and Hermes. And those companies are nervous. China's president has been saying things that luxury goods sellers and their shareholders don't like to hear. What happened uh, in mid-August, when most of the Europeans were uh, on their beach vacations, was that Xi Jinping, the president of China, signaled that China wanted to embark on a period of promoting what he called the common prosperity for all. And this was sort of read as a signal that the authorities are worried about sort of conspicuous consumption and growing inequality in the country. So immediately when that was made public, it was on August 17th, the next morning when the European markets opened, the shares of all the big luxury goods companies dropped precipitously. Now, to be fair, no one really knows what the comments mean, but investors don't like uncertainty. And when China accounts for anywhere, depending on the estimates, between 35 to up to 50% of all the luxury goods sales in the world, now, that market, even a small change in the demand there has a sort of outsized impact on the companies and their, you know, therefore their profitability and their share price. It's Leila Aboud, the FT's Paris correspondent. Emerging markets like Brazil, India, and Turkey once were hot, but over the past decade, investor enthusiasm has cooled off. Returns have been anemic compared to U.S. and European stock markets. Some analysts even call it a lost decade for emerging markets. But the FT's Robin Wigglesworth says investors may have reason to be excited again. Well, one of the reasons why emerging markets started the year well and then dragged again was China. 
So people were optimistic. Emerging markets finally were going to come through a decade of pain and come to the promised land, as it were. And then China started cracking down on swaths of its economy. It started regulating you know, privacy, digital education, uh, all sorts of areas where there are lots of listed Chinese companies. And people really started to worry, and the Chinese market fell dramatically. And China is such a huge part of emerging markets that you know anything that happens there quickly echoes throughout the developing world's markets. And that's what we saw this year. Now things are just so cheap, so beaten up compared to pretty much every other major market that people think that finally, finally there might be a comeback in the offing. So talk to me about some of the bright spots uh, in emerging market stock. What, what are those? Well, the main thing is that these countries are generally growing quicker than the developed world. You know, you don't have to go to a China to see you know, countries that are actually doing pretty well. They also have way better demographics than we have in the West. These are generally speaking young populations as well. Generally speaking, that is also good for equity returns. Uh, they export a lot of commodities, uh, many of these countries, and commodity prices have rebounded strongly after the, the shock caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. So there are a lot of stars aligning in the right way, but we're just kind of waiting for that catalyst, maybe maybe worries about China to recede a little bit, uh, and then I think we might be off to the races. Is there anything that could go wrong at this point for emerging market stock? Well, there is one near-term risk, one medium-term risk and a long-term risk. The near-term risk is just that the Chinese crackdown, this is just the beginning, that China really starts regulating swaths of its economy way more heavily and the growth slows there, the equity market tumbles and that will not remain contained in China. And slightly more medium term, the Federal Reserve has talked, hinted a little bit that it will start tapering its asset purchases, all these bonds that it's buying, billions of dollars worth a month. And typically, easy US monetary policy has been good for emerging markets. And if the Fed starts being a little bit less accommodative, that could also cause some issues in the developing world's stocks and equity markets. And the longer term risk is this mega trend towards environmental, social and governance investing, ESG. Now, broadly speaking, I think it's fair to say that emerging market companies score really badly on ESG. They tend to be badly governed. They tend to not have independent boards. They tend not to care about the, some of the social issues we do in some countries in the West. Yeah, and a lot of their biggest exports are oil. Yeah, and many of them are oil and natural resources companies. They, they dig stuff out of the ground and sell it. So they score badly on ESG. And if we continue to see you know, hundreds of billions of dollars switching sort of conventional investment mandates to ESG mandates, it might mean that even though emerging markets are cheap today, they could stay cheap for way longer than the optimists expect. And that is, I think, the, the big secular danger in emerging markets at the moment. Robin Wigglesworth is our global finance correspondent. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me again. Before we go, a word from Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos. We are the only lab company that is actually really focused on leading with transparency. That was Holmes in a 2015 interview with Forbes. Her company claimed to be developing a technology that could conduct a range of medical tests with just a few drops of blood. 
Theranos became a stock market darling and rose to a valuation of nearly $9 billion until people found out Holmes allegedly hadn't been transparent. Evidence of fraud mounted, and now Holmes is once again a star, but this time in court. Yesterday began the jury selection for her criminal trial. Holmes is charged with defrauding investors and patients by making false claims about the company's blood tests and financial position. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.